0: This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. to be back with Evangelist Joseph Edward, codename Zoe Eddie, brother Zoe. How are That's you right. doing,
1: brother? I'm doing great. I was looking on Skype a little bit ago, and we haven't uh, been on a campfire chat in about one year. That's amazing! Wow,
0: it's been a long <laughs> time. It sure has, brother.
1: A lot has a lot has happened, and it's exciting that we only have an hour. But hey. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm back, and uh, exciting things are happening, man. Brother, revival is on. I I know a lot of people say, hey, can God do it again in America? But it's happening, at least in my neck of the woods, bro. So oh. I hope to share about that tonight. Praise the Lord. It's good to hear your voice, bro, and uh, I know you're doing well.
0: Welcome back, my friend. Tonight is a live show, yes. folks. I encourage you to invite some more to have them tune in. Today is... Uh Today is January 25th, 2024. Brother Zoe, do you want to open us up in prayer?
1: Yes, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your mighty presence upon our lives, Father, that you've called us as sons, Lord, and that we are your children, and Lord, that um, our hearts are knit to you, Father, and that we're working out our salvation in this day, Lord, in a process of fear and trembling. Lord, before your mighty hand, we ask you to anoint this show, the words that we speak. Lord, the hearts knit uh, Shannon's heart with mine as we speak your word to your people, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray.
0: Okay, I'm going to try to stone this fire. And... Wait a minute. Wow. Where'd those crickets come from?
1: Bro, it's wintertime, man. The crickets are out. <laughs> That's good. Hey, down? listen, we're on the backside of the desert no matter where we are doesn't
0: matter. Absolutely. And who hasn't had an experience with that cricket that is hiding somewhere in your house, and it begins to chirp? Do its mating call, and you're trying to sleep, and you're looking for it, and it's hiding in some corner of a closet? And then as you're approaching it, it goes silent? (laughs) And then when you leave it, it, then it starts to chirp again, so... My goodness!
1: It'll test it'll test your patience, man. <laughs> it'll keep you. It'll bring the, the shalom of God in your life eventually. Hallelujah! Yeah.
0: Well, it's great to have you back, my friend, and uh, the microphone yeah. is yours.
1: Well, praise the Lord. Um, I'm just going to title my my uh, exhortation tonight, and of course, I want you to chime in, Shannon. So we got a lot to discuss, but um, I want to title it "Obey My Commandments." And I want you to turn with me to 1 John, Chapter 2. And recently, I've been involved in discipling. Uh, I've been asked to disciple, open a discipleship program here in my region, which is the Ozarks, uh, the land of Arkansas, the Ark of God. And uh, we have a great group here that's been uh, on fire for God. There's been a lot of baptisms, salvations. Uh, Mighty Move of God in in a place called The Ridge, which is uh, in history, you know, that the Civil War was fought over there in Pea Ridge, Arkansas. It's a lot of history there, but there's a church called The Ridge. And so I have been privileged to open a uh, discipleship program with a group there. Uh, My pastor, uh, David Austin and Julie Austin, man of God, awesome musician, worshiper. He's just an all-around apostolic man of God that I see God moving uh, and elevating this, this region through this man and this ministry and his network. So I'm privileged to be part of that. And we opened a new building just recently in October, and uh, they asked me to open for the discipleship. Well, 150 people showed up, signed up, committed for seven weeks, and I thought that was exciting. And a lot of them were young people a lot of newly saved young people. So God is on the move with the with the youth, Generation Z, X, whatever you call them. But the message that God gave me, and this was, you know, I really prayed about it. And he had me read scriptures, which is the best thing to do for young disciples is to read. So I want to read the Word of God. And brother, this is the King James. I think it's new, but I mean, I know you're a King James uh, brother. So just going to read out of 1 John chapter 2 real quick. Now it says from verse 3, Now, by this we know that we are him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says I abide in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. Verse 7. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you've heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you. Which, Which thing is true in him? And in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. I'm going to stop there. I just want to comment on on the commandments. You know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, um, if I do this, this, that and this in the church and I join the ministry and I, you know, I do lighting, sound, this, that, whatever they do, door door knockers, door openers, people that um, uh, do all the different things that happen in ministry. But the bottom line really comes down to it. If you truly love Jesus, you're going to obey his commandments. And of course, you know, today in this world, there's a lot of lawlessness that is rising. And people think that they could just uh, do whatever they want to do. In uh, Christianity, and God's okay with that because his grace is sufficient. You know, and we know he forgives 70 times 7. But, but the gospel isn't uh, a license to trample on the grace of God. The grace of God is a gift, but the truth is you have to follow the instructions in order to operate in the gift. If you don't obey the instructions, the gift won't work. So it's a free gift, you know, it's wrapped up nice and Jesus Christ paid that penalty and said, you know, walk in me, but we ought to walk as Jesus Christ walks. And that's a, that can only be done as you walk in him. You can read the commandments, but without the spirit of God in you, you cannot obey the commandments. There's no way you can obey the commandments. If it could have been done, it would have been done in the Old Testament, but, of course, Christ has to be infused by the Holy Spirit in a person so that they can actually obey. So this is what I was uh, getting to in the opening of the discipleship uh, series over there in P Ridge was that, you know, you have to have him in you. And we know you say I'm born again. How do I know? Well, I read the book. I do what he says. Yes. But he has to be. You have to abide in the love of Christ. And he talked about loving your neighbor and the love of God is loving your neighbor as yourself. So if you don't express works, okay, they say it's not by works, but it says work out your salvation with your entrailing. It's almost like a contradiction. So but it's not a contradiction. It actually works together. Yes, Christ gave the gift and you don't have to work for it, but you have to obey the instructions. And so the key is, in order to love your neighbor, you have to first love yourself. You have to obey that, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And the fear there is in the awesomeness and awe of God, in his presence, knowing he's the mighty king, the Lord of lords, and you're a son and you're obeying to please the one you love. So the love of God is what causes you to want to obey his commandments. and in that, is where the power of God is, where the signs that follow as sonship, as disciples, we then are able to do the works of Christ. Without obedience to those commandments, you cannot see the gospel unfold. For example, when he commanded us that we would have signs that follow, what did he tell us to do? He said, Go cast out devils, go heal the sick, go raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. We had to do something in order. To show that we love the Lord. You say, well, we got to work. Yes, we do. There's rewards in heaven. There's rewards for what we do and uh, and how we proceed. So the whole thing comes down to honestly, it's everyone is called. In the last broadcast, we heard uh, Minister Bonnie Jones speak about obedience. I heard her say, you know, you got to obey. Everyone's an evangelist. And that is true. The gospel is not just for certain people that have a gift of like talking or maybe going out in the streets. Everybody should be loving on their neighbor. But the key is you have to let God love you and deliver you and set you free in order to be useful to the ones around you. If you're not right with God and you're not following his commandments and the love of God is not abiding in you, then how are you going to share the love of God with others? So this is the basic discipleship. Of of a person who's a follower of Christ, they must allow God to heal them, deliver them, set them free. There was a saying that I created for my ministry, um, which is called the final commission. And I say to people, well, listen, if you want to move in all these power gifts and stuff, you first have to be delivered from much to deliver much to he that is delivered from much will deliver much to the level that you allow God to move in your life and heal you, deliver you, you're going to be able to impart that to others. And it really is the highest commandment, loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. But what does it say, self? First, got to let God love you. You can't be effective, truly effective. You'll be doing it in your own self if you're not truly surging with the love of Jesus, with the compassion of Christ. The way I always go out is when I step out, In the Lord, I I just pray and I fast and I say, Lord, I want to be like you touching them. I want to be your hands, you know, your feet. When I go out, it just doesn't want to be a, a word spoken out of the book, a Bible scripture. And it even says when you come across a man of peace, the first thing it says to do, it didn't say read the word. It says tell them the kingdom of God is near you. Then it says when a man of peace opens the door, and that could be anybody, any door, Any person that says hello, any person that that acknowledges you, asks a question, that is a man or woman of peace. And then it says, heal them that are there. So that brings me into, um, you know, I'm still doing, brother, some conferences here in Arkansas. And, you know, I do training uh, under the final commission. And, you know, the power levels that I teach and train is uh, power levels one through five. And of course, I had uh, Brother Lou and Sue He Young come in recently into Arkansas here, and we we then to began to minister out of the power level one, which is uh, cast out devils, because that's the first thing Jesus said. You know, you got to cast out devils if you want to see healing. You got to set them free. You want to see them move in in the power and warfare of God. They got to be free. So we dealt with um, you know the subject of trauma and of wounds and hurts. A lot of people deep in their hearts are not able to minister to others because they're so bound up themselves. And so first, as a disciple, you must be free. So we had like a gathering and I I said, Lord, you know, I don't want a huge crowd of people here. I want, you know, key people that want to really learn what it means to be free and and go through it themselves, you know. And so we we prayed about the subject matter. And, you know, as the Lord led, we had the subject of trauma. And a lot of people that came about 25, 27, something like that, which is what I thought was about 25 folk, which is very small. But it was powerful because these were leaders and people that come from different states. We had some people come in from New York, some people from Minneapolis, Minnesota, other people come from the region. And we all got together and and the Lord had spoke deeply on people's inner man. They said, look, how can you truly love your neighbor if you're not free yourself? We began to get deep. We began to start ministering on trauma and praying for people. And there was weeping and there was crying and hugging. But you know what? I noticed that of all the few days that everybody was here from New York and all these different places, we rented a house, an Airbnb. We got together. We broke bread. We did what the apostles said to do, break bread, share from house to house and and in the temple. And that's what we did. And you know what? The group came together and people got set free and hugs and, and love. There was a great, tremendous love that was surging by the time we were done in the group. And each person shared about, uh, their, their experience. And it was just, an, I couldn't stop weeping. Everybody was weeping, even Lou, weeping at the table because it was so, um, it was such cornonea among the body and everybody took it back. And, you know, and they're out there on fire for God doing what they do. And so I'm excited about what God is doing in his church, brother. And I want you to chime in on this, bro, because, you know, we talked a little bit ago about revival. You know, is God done with the country? Is he done with the church? I really just want to chime in with you and see um, where your feelings are. You've you've had a lot of guests on in the last year. Where do you where do you feel where God is taking You know, the body of Christ in this hour, brother.
0: Well, you know, like the Johnny Cash song says, it's going by the book. Yeah. You know, I was reading from the Gospels this week, Zoe, where Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. I'm getting just a little bit of feedback there. Can you turn your speaker now just a little bit? uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. No problem. And uh, in the garden, you know, he's praying, Lord, if it be possible, take this cup from me. You know, Father it would be possible to take the cup from him. But nonetheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And you know, he does that like three times. And the disciples have fallen asleep, Zoe, and he says, sleep on. And then uh, Judas enters the garden and identifies Jesus with a, a kiss. And so we know the rest of the story, but Uh, I I was reading it again and I think it was Peter that pulled the sword out and cut the ear off one of the servants of the high priest. I believe his name was Malchus. And Jesus reaches down and grabs that ear and puts it back on. There's a miracle right there in front of all of them. But those people were so full on demonized, they didn't care. They knew he did miracles. But they hated him. The demons inside of them hated him. Wanted to kill Jesus, thinking it would be the end of him. Well, when Jesus said, Peter, take your sword and sheath it. For he that lives by the sword must die by the sword. And don't you know that I could at any time ask my father to send twelve legions of angels? But nevertheless, these things must happen so that prophecy can be revealed. And then that really just illuminated for me. And so to my earlier statement, it's going by the book. is going to be fulfilled down to the last letter, jot and tittle, if you will. There's not anything we can do to stop it. Now, I have, you know, for 10 years said at times, maybe we could push this thing back. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I think it's got to happen, according to God's time frame. Now, reasons, many times we want to push things back is we're selfish. You know, maybe we don't want to go right into the tribulation period, rather have a Time of respite. Hey, that's just being human, and I do hope that it's uh, further out than than we think. But nothing I can do to stop it, or anybody else out there can do to stop it. It's gonna happen, and uh, it's happening every day. Just like every day, we're growing one day older, and there's people trying to live forever, and they just can't break, you know, the uh, expiration date that we've all got. It's Pointed a man once to die, and then the judgment. You know, 120 maximum. And I'm thinking, you know, how many people have I seen over 90 that have really a great life? Usually when they hit 90, it's going to go downhill pretty fast. So let alone try to make it to 120. Well, that be as it may. I think we're seeing some prophecy revealed right now. And uh, I think things are heating up big time, as you can see in the Middle East. Uh, Wars has already started. We may be going to war America with the uh, I think it's the, the Houthis, that group over in Yemen when firing missiles in the direction of Israel and American ships. Uh, the uh, The war drums are playing right now. And uh, we've got the election, of course, coming up this year. I think you and I were talking about this offline that uh, I don't think that the Sodomocrats who stole the last election I stand by that. Uh, we'll let it go this time without a fight. They're not going to go off silently into the night and say, well, Trump beat us fair and square. Listen, they're going to cheat, kill, steal, whatever they got to do, put pizza boxes up in windows again, steal the vote, stuff the vote with dead people, get illegals to vote, which shouldn't have any right to vote at all. They're going to do everything they can, these wicked people in power, some of them are on the other side of the aisle, too, that don't want Trump to win either. They want that lady named Haley to win so we can go to war. Isn't it interesting? A lot of people want us to go to war. Republicans banging the yeah. war drums. And uh, we see what the war has done for Ukraine. Where's all that money went? Nobody ever know probably the truth. I don't think it's going to get better. I think it's going to get progressively worse. It may draw longer than we think. And it's going by the book. War and the Saints is coming. I think there'll be a false flag between now and January, even if Trump were to win. Which again I, I don't see the Democrats letting him win. And despite all that, to the Christians tonight, what do we do if we have found ourselves uh, in the time of the end? We keep occupying till Jesus comes. God hasn't changed our marching orders. Terrible things going to happen. We haven't seen nothing yet, folks. Wait till persecution comes to our shores of America. Like it's happening already north of us in Canada. You can go to jail for speaking out against homosexuality. There's a viral video going on right now of a British man who was playing the piano in a train depot in his own country. And this uh, Chinese film crew waving little Chinese communist flags come up and they got in the range of his camera, and they realized that, and they said, oh, no, no, we don't want you to film us. You're going to put it on YouTube, are you? No, you can't do it. And they got into a scrap with him. Police were called. And one of them apparently was carrying a gun. And the lady said, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. Communist Chinese operatives operating in UK soil, trying to tell a British man what he can and cannot do. He said, this is not communist China. Oh, you racist. Listen, we, we hear this stuff happening all the time. It's sick that our freedoms are being taken up, but in spite of whatever persecution we may go through, even unto the death, those of us tuning in tonight have not suffered yet under the blood, as Paul said. I don't know anybody out there tuning in who's been uh, arrested and beaten, in, you know, beaten for being a Christian in a foreign country. Uh, I will probably be the first, because I am in the largest Muslim country in the world, so I'm like the canary in the coal mine. But the point I'm making here is that stuff's coming. Jesus said it would come. Persecution, tribulation. They will throw some of you in jail. Some of you will be put to the death. Still, Christ has not rescinded his great commission in Mark 16 to preach the gospel, get people water baptized, to do what Zoe and his team are doing, evangelizing, casting out devils, doing training, ministering to the poor, standing with Israel. Folks, we have not been relieved of duty. We are to march forward against the host of hell and let the kingdom of light collide with the kingdom of darkness and take uh, prisoners back from Satan who has got them at his will, ensnared right now. Set the captives free. Win souls and lay your life down if if that is what is required to fulfill these duties. And we better be doing this till the death, or Christ comes back, whichever comes first. Or we're going to have a meeting with Jesus, a real come to, to come to come to what do they call it? A uh, come to meet Jesus meeting.
1: <laughs> come to Jesus meeting. My That's brother. it.
0: And we're going to have to huh. give an explanation why we set it out, why we did not obey the command. We're going to be in some serious trouble. We better bear fruit. We better have some souls on our well, accounting records. Back to you.
1: Well, brother, you know I don't know if you remember me coming to Vegas. I was down in Vegas when you were there years ago. We had preacher girl on as co-host or you know as my guest or something, and I remember a story, and I want to say this because you mentioned Paul, and this is what I see as like how okay, we know Saul was persecuting the church right and 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 we know he was killing Christians, and there was great persecution. But I remember sitting driving with a couple people in the front, heading to Vegas. I'd never been there before. I was coming to do a Saturday night meeting with you on the air. This is well over ten years ago, and I was sitting there, and, and the sun was going down. We were driving down that road that goes into Vegas. You know, the sun is setting, and I looked down at the the uh, the radio in the front, and what what comes up on the radio is the numbers nine one one, but. The shocking thing was right next to 911 was the time and you know what time it was that was the radio station it was 911 and I sat there and I was like oh my god I'm seeing 911.911 right I said like, oh god this is a moment didn't say anything out loud to anybody in the car I'm driving and I'm about to go on the air with you I look down and I say, well, I better flip open to see what the Lord is saying here. I got to get a scripture for this. And I flip the Bible open. And I'm telling you, brother, it lands on the book of Acts. And what scripture am I looking down at? Acts chapter 9, verse 11. And I'm like, oh, this can't be happening. And I was like, really, really, my heart was pounding. And I looked down and began to read. And it began to talk about Paul being knocked backwards after he was persecuting God's church, killing the Christians, and he's look and, and, and he he's like the Lord blinds this guy, knocks him, I think backwards. He was on a horse or something, blinds the guy, lays him out, and he's like, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? You know? God did this to stop him and to straighten this guy out. Okay? Great persecution's going on. And this man comes, what, face down then? He's weeping uh, he ends up, I think, blinded, and then ends up being brought to a place called Straightway, right? And that's prophetic too. God's straightening this boy out, right? Meanwhile, he's got this great mission. A few verses down from nine eleven, the man is walking in the comfort of the Holy Ghost after he repents, and he's a type and shadow of God's church, right? First, totally backslidden, totally persecuting God's people. I mean, people are dying, getting killed, uh, thrown to lions, and the whole thing turns around, and God uses this guy to bring revival. Okay, so I entitled my message on your show that night: Judgment Nine One One dot Revival Nine One One, or is it Revival 9-1-1 dot Judgment? At the same time as judgment was coming. persecution was coming, God was straightening out his church and beginning to build his mission, okay, for that time, which was the, uh, what was it called, the um, former reign, right? Now we have the reign, right, which is the reign of Christ in Jerusalem throughout the seven churches, and God was raising up a whole army of people to do that. Well, now we're living in the latter reign. How much more is the type and shadow of God smacking these people back, all right, those that are disobedient, and saying, obey my commandments, do what I called you to do, be a good soldier, obey my commission in the midst of great persecution and great trial and wars and rumors of wars. How much more is God doing it again? And what I'm saying is that you're right. God is going to continue to pour out his spirit. Okay, as he did in Acts chapter nine, verse 11. And Paul is a type and shadow of his church. Okay, and raising up his disciples, the 12, you know, and moving in the Holy Ghost, getting in the upper room. I mean, all of this happened just after God had to straighten out some things. And that was governmental. This guy was operating under the government. You know, the government was putting him out there to do that. And so how much more can God smack a few people around here? straighten out some things in the midst of this, you know, coming, you know, Armageddon final war, it's coming. There's no doubt about it, but we're in a season of, you know, like a lot of say, like you, you sent me a note with uh, with the message from Bill Silas, you know, is tribulation now or is it in the future? And you know what? I, I was, he, he read a scripture in Zechariah 12 talked about Israel. Okay. Israel was, reclaiming their land, they were beating back all of the Houthis and the Tudis and all these people that were not, uh, they were coming against God's plan. And God was anointing Judah to rise up and burn them with fire. And it said they became a cup of poison or trembling or, dr- or in the mouths of the nations. That's what that scripture starts out with. And that's exactly happening now. So I say, well, Lord, where are we in this thing? Are we at the Battle of Armageddon? Where are we? Are we at the the wars and rumors of wars, the times of sorrows, Jacob's trouble? We got some more time. So in my estimation, reading that and listening to the audio you sent me for Bill Silas, uh, which is a a prophetic man of God that's been studying for 40 years about these things. Zechariah 12 is where we are. And if that's true, God is clearing the land over there to bring a peace to Israel. Now we know that it's not the peace that that's of Jesus Christ. We know it's a it's a false peace. It's a unification of global governments. This has not happened yet. This new world government and all of it has not happened yet. Okay, so all these things are still unfolding, and it's gonna take several years for this to unfold. So my thing is just looking at everything and, and even with uh what was it? Debbie Jones, that's her name, Debbie Jones, who ministered just a little bit ago on the show. She prophesied on your radio show that Trump would have Bonnie. I'm sorry. Bonnie Jones. Yes. Bob Jones's wife, right? Or a widow. Yes, sir. She said that Trump, that she had an angel visit her. I remember it distinctly and said that he would have three terms. No, no joke. It's recorded on your show. I'm thinking, all right, wait a minute. Is this, can this really happen? Could there be a possibility that God can turn this around? Like he smacked uh, Paul down, Saul straightened the guy out, brought him the straight wave, and repentance came and there was a revival that came through the whole Jerusalem area. Can God do that in the midst of terrible death and persecution and martyrdom? I, I, am I'm, I'm, listen, follow me. This is where I'm going. And I'm like, Lord, you know, I, 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 I know I'm a watchman. I know we got to warn and we got to tell people t- the time is short, but I don't know how short it is. I think we got a few more years to go where God is about to do some amazing things. Now, I've been listening to uh, evangelists like Mario Marillo. He's starting a giant tent crusade across the whole country. I heard even Rodney Howard Brown and uh, Ram Bamboo was starting a huge 17 city tent tour this year. I mean, there's people all over the place on fire. Mike Cingarelli in New York, house meetings everywhere. You got Jenny Weaver starting the the, the core, house meetings everywhere. Long Island, house to house to house. Dr. Blessings, myself, traveling all over the country. People are getting saved, baptized, healed. This is what I've been in for the last year. I can't tell you there's a revival fire burning my church in Pea Ridge on fire. It's revival fire. People are just getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptisms, 60 kids, young people on fire in the front row. Brother, this is what I'm living in. I'm watching it. I'm listening to the to the um, the store, the um, the testimonies. It's unfolding. And this year, 2024, is going to be the greatest. It seems from what I'm hearing, tent outreaches all over India. Millions are getting saved under tents. The, uh, the, the gospel is being preached. Then I think of, you know, uh, Elijah, the outpouring of Elijah, what God promised in his word regarding um, before the great and terrible day of the Lord. It says that the outpouring of Elijah, and it says there that they, that they would leap from their stalls with healing in their wings under the sun of righteousness. Then I talk, you hear about Isaiah. You, you think of sixty sixty one. God is anointed to, to, to heal the brokenhearted, set the captive free, and then arise, shine, for thy light has come, right? Gross darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen. And the sons and daughters shall come from afar to the brightness of his shining. That's Israel. That's Zion. That's us. That's spiritual Israel. So all of these things, and that, that I'm speaking about are pointing to something radical that that is coming to pass. The hearts of the fathers turning back to the son and the sons back to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. What is God promising here? So I'm just saying, I know I, I respect all the prophets that have been speaking, the fivefold ministers, and I know this thing's close. But I'm telling you, God is about to do something very radical And it's happening. It's already unfolding. It's the beginning of it. And I want you to buckle your seatbelts. Saints of God, brothers and sisters, you got to buckle your seatbelts. God's about to wow you. okay? before he comes. And I'm giving you types and shadows from the word about it. And I just got this surging in my spirit. And this is a say to the Lord to you guys, because I'm feeling it. I'm sensing it. I'm walking in it. And I just want to encourage the listeners, even in the archive, To get right with God, obey his commandments. The thing that we have to do, I'm going to read real quick. I just want to read 1 John 3, 6 real quick. Now, by this, we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments, he who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments, the Bible says is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. So what is he doing now? He's perfecting his saints. Doesn't it say that he's not coming back uh, for a church without spot or wrinkle? No, he's coming for a church cleansed. Well, how if we have a free will in this last hour? God has to do a great work. This church is a mess. People are a mess out there. There's all kinds of controversy and, uh, you know, compromise, people fornicating, people getting exposed. God is not done cleansing his church, preparing it. The man child for, for without spot or wrinkle. We are not ready. And and this tribulation, these trials, these wars and the persecution, even Paul suffered when he got knocked backwards. That man, he would have went to hell if he wasn't smacked backwards and dealt with and led to prayer and supplication and put in a, in a crucible of training and tribulation. Until he walked in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. It says right in that chapter, Paul was walking in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Are we in the comfort of the Holy Ghost? Can you say that God has perfected you? If you died today, would you go? Are you you disobeying God's commandments? Are you a liar? Is the love of God in you or not in you? We got a lot of work to do, saints. And God has a mission. And we must man up to the battle line and get right. This is what we all have to do. He's sitting back eating Twinkies at night, chips at your desk, doing nothing for the gospel except talking a big talk. Job did that. And you know what God called him? He said, hey, repent because you're you have self-righteous, you're self-righteous. Job had to be delivered from self-righteousness, thinking he knew it all, could speak and orate, telling all his friends. And God was after him because he didn't have a relationship with Jesus God said, "Did you spin spun the stars in uh, Job? Did you do this and that?" He was telling him who he was, because Job didn't know who he was. In chapter 40, after all of his righteousness and all the things Job was tweeting uh, tooting his horn about, God brought him to repentance and he said, "Oh Lord, now I see." Even in Isaiah, back there when he said, you know, "Lord, I see you're high and lifted up and you're trained." For, he didn't see until God had to bring a solemn assembly to that that, uh, group of people. They had to have a solemn assembly. They had to get humble before God. Then they saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. But it wasn't until the solemn assembly came. Look at Joel chapter 2. There was a solemn assembly there. The people were in sin. God was about to burn them all down, burn it all out, send the armies of the angels of the Lord to destroy the cities. But they had to Fall on their face and pray and get right with God. Now, did not Saul get knocked backwards and dealt with? Does it take that in your life to get right with God? Or are you just gonna obey what the word of God says? Amen.
0: Speaking of nine one one, I as God is my witness, I looked at my clock about thirty minutes ago, and it was nine eleven here in Bali. Wow. <laughs> Folks, My this goodness. is 9 one in the Woo! spirit time. God Jesus. needs you to activate for his in time army. Right. This is the prime time to do it, folks. Not Brother, it's 9
1: one revival, bro.
0: This is, the, this is when the Lord needs every man, woman, boy, and girl who calls himself a Christian to come forward and say, Lord, here I am. What can I do for you today? Because he needs you. This is the time of the great harvest field. The harvest field is white. The workers are few. You remember that verse? Jesus was still in need of people at the midnight hour, just out there on the side of the road, looking for anybody who might come by that he could recruit to help him bring in the harvest, for it dies on the vine. And of course, what is died, you know, they they throw into the fire to be burnt. This is the time to get active for the Lord. Yes, it's going by the book. But also, if you read the book, It says, my people shall do exploits. There's nowhere in the word of God where it says to stand down. No, we're to be found working when Jesus returns. And we're to bear fruit. It's not, let's just get get as many as we can uh, saved and then let them go on about their life and when they die, they go to heaven. No, we need to recruit people to join us in this end time battle. Uh, We are here to be purged of our sin and our garments made white in the blood of Jesus. And that happens through tribulation. Tribulation will be coming to the church to purify it. But also we're here to win as many of the lost as we can who if they are not reached in time they're going to go into an eternity and be judged and spend their forever in the lake of fire. When the Lord is done with you and I, He can certainly call you home. He tapped some people to go home in 2023. They went home to be there at the reward. But if you're not dead tonight, then God is not done with you and I tonight. And it's not too late to get started. God gives you training on the job. He's already given us His Bible. And we also need to be thinking about what kind of spiritual food are we feasting on? Because sin is going to be exposed Word of God says, judgment first starts in the house of God. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? God is bringing sin to the light. He's bringing judgment down on certain ministries right now. And if you're eating uh, bad fruit, and you're not in the Word of God, He can take your leader out, your cult of personality, and then you're going to be alone with whatever you fed on. Will that be enough to take you through the coming tests that are coming on the whole of humanity? You better be rooted in the word, the parable of the sower. Anon with joy, some received the gospel gladly, but when persecution came for the cause of Christ, they got offended and they fall away. Jesus said there will be a great falling away before he returns. These are lukewarm Christians, many who are feasting on a gospel of prosperity. They are not repenting of sins. They've got no fruit. They think that just going to church at the mega church every week, throwing some money in the plate is all that God requires of them. Come on, folks. Yes. Some will spend their whole lives in a church, and they never go forward to win souls, cast out devils, and lay hands on the sick. You're not doing Christ a service. Not at all. He sent them out two by two. We're to go out into the highways and the byways. We're to preach the gospel. We're to have signs that follow us that believe. If you don't have signs yes. that follow you, I have to ask the question, do you really believe Jesus?
1: Amen. Come you on, You might be it. one of
0: those that anon with joy received the gospel, but when persecution comes, you're going to say, I didn't sign up for this. Ain't nobody got time for this. And you take the mark and worship the beast and you're damned to hell. We've got to go all in right now or we will not make it. And don't forget, we've got to still make it till the finish line. He that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. And we're going to have to endure persecution, tribulation, suffering. You might lose your home for it's over with. You might lose your job and your bank account. You might have to trust God for a daily manna drop. Do you have the faith for that? If not, then we need to ask the Lord to prepare us now. Because the worst is yet to come. And in spite of all that, God still expects us to do our job. Jesus said I'll never leave nor forsake you. We don't have to fear men or feel the fear the new world or the fear of men bring at the snare. But those who will put their faith and trust in God, God will deliver. But God is expecting us to walk by faith and not by sight. Now's the time to go all in in 2024. Make war on the host of hell. Give no quarter to the demons. And use your time very wisely and your resources. Because they're going to quickly dwindle. I was laying in bed last night with my wife. We were about to go to sleep. And the last thing she said before I dozed off, she said, you know, the um, digital currency is coming. And I said, it sure is. I can see the signs go to places not taking cash anymore. If you don't have a card or the QR code, you can't even buy a bottle of water in some of these places now. But I said, you know what, in spite of all that, God's in control and he's got it. It's just another sign that we're coming closer to a time of the mark of the beast. So, Zoe is absolutely correct. We've got to repent of our sins, make sure that if we died tonight, we're ready to meet Jesus. When you die, it's too late. Grace is a space and time. It's the mercy of God that he gives us to repent of our sins and get things right before him, before the spirit leaves our body, and then he's going to have to judge us. It's not a get out of hell free card so you die with your sin and you go on to heaven. No. If you've got sin left in your life and you die, you're not going to make it. And neither will I. We've got to forgive. We've got to repent. We've got to bring fruits, meat for repentance. And we've got to serve the Lord or we're of no use to Him. It says if we do not bear fruit, He'll work with us for a while. He'll do all He can to give us the nutrients and the water that we need to grow. But if we don't and we continue to bear no fruit, we're cursed. And we'll be plucked up and thrown in the fire. What do you make of that, folks? We better bear some fruit. We better have some signs that follow them that believe. We better be wise servants. Staying filled up with the Holy Spirit, ready to go at a moment's notice. And, you know, that's the ultimate preparation that any special forces go through. You know, there's some that say, we'll send you over to the jungle so you can kind of acclimate to a new environment, give you a couple weeks. Well, what if you don't have any time to acclimate and you immediately get called up to go right to the jungle zone, you better be ready to go as soon as your feet hit the ground and that's where we gotta be, ready to go at a moment's notice. We've been given plenty of time to acclimate, and we already know the end of the story. So it should be no surprise when these things uptick and their frequency and persecution comes to the American church. Back to you, Zoe.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read let me encourage you guys out here, all right? This is what the Lord is saying. Everyone who believes that Jesus Christ has been born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves who he has been born of him. But this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God that we obey and keep his commandments. And this commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, who is that overcomes the world, except the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Saints of God, if the Lord is saying to you, obey my commandments and the love of God is in you. You want to be secure? You have to man up to the battle line. Do as the commander says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Heal the sick. Cast out devils and do the works of the ministry and abide in him because you cannot do it if you're not abiding in the Holy Spirit. When Paul was knocked backwards, God Judged him, but then filled him with the comfort of the Holy Ghost and the compassion of God. This is the type and shadow of, of, of the church of Jesus Christ. And so when the, when the Holy Spirit fell in the upper room, they were filled with boldness to decree and declare the word of God. And signs automatically followed them that believed or obeyed or had faith. So this is the basics of the gospel. If you cannot do this. Then I, I question if you're truly a believer. But we want to just encourage you all here tonight, and I hope to come back uh, and share more next month with you guys and get back on the, uh, the circle here on the loop with, with Shannon. Absolutely. Um, but I've been, I've been doing great, great things in the Lord I want to share. I have some guests that want to come on from New York and different places that want to share what God has been doing. I hope to bring them on next month, uh, Shannon. But this is the word of the Lord today. Obey my commandments. And I thank you, brother, for inviting me. And uh, it's good to hear your voice again, bro.
0: Hey, man, great to be back with you. I really mean that. And definitely get me the next stage of available. Let's go and book for February. Zoe, before we close, give out your contact information. How do people reach you and support your ministry?
1: Oh, praise God. You can go to the final commission dot global, which is my website, and you can read what I'm doing there. Uh, you could sign up for training. Uh, put your name down. Let me know if you're a leader or if you're someone who wants to get discipled in your area. We do visit uh, house to house. So we we travel all over the country and we set up meetings. Uh, we're going to be doing some tent meetings this year that you'll be invited to if you sign up there at thefinalcommission.global. Also, you will find the Final Commission on Facebook. You can be my friend there and send me a message. Also, you can go to Facebook, Zoe Eddy, E-D-D-I-E, Z-O-E, E-D-D-I-E, um, and reach me
0: there. Fantastic. Zoe, you want to close us in prayer? Father, we thank you for the
1: word of the Lord that came today. I thank you for my brother Shannon, his family, and all that Shannon does. I remember being with him on the opening show 10,000 shows ago. Uh, and uh, it was awesome that God has done what he said he would do through this man of God, this ministry. Lord, I ask you to bless all of those listening in the archive, that you would encourage them and bless them and uh, raise them up to do the greater works in this last day, Father. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen, that's the truth. Joe so and I did episode 1 together back on June 22nd, 2010, man. That's been a long time ago. Wow. And uh
1: you know happy. how many people got saved, delivered and healed since then, bro? <laughs> oh my god. It's so awesome. And you know, we're just we're just humble servants, right? You always used to say I'm nobody. Well, God is using nobodies to do great, mighty things. And, the, you know, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last, brother. And you
0: this know what was, I mean? This was episode 10,702 that we, we're just recording <laughs> yeah. now. God bless you, wow. Zoe. We'll see you again soon, my friend. Hey, Omega Man <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Love you, brother. Thank you. All right, man. Bye-bye. That was Zoe Eddie. That is his code name. Holy Tough Guy. and uh, True story. We did episode one together along with the Beaver Brothers 13 years ago. Well, this June is going to make uh, 14 years, and uh, we've just hit the 300-episode window. Uh, About 298 shows left to go, and we're going to hit 11,000 episodes by the grace of God. I hope to hit that quickly. We're working back up to about 80 shows a month, and uh, we are in full marathon mode. Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 Eastern, and then Wednesdays we're doing two to three shows. Okay, stand by. We're going to have uh, Barry McAlpin coming up next. I'll be patching him in. All these shows can be found uh, in the archives. I've already got some put up uh, for tonight already, and I just uploaded seven classic shows. These are episodes from the back catalog of 10,000 plus shows that I've remastered. They're there. Help yourself. So plenty of content. Yeah, plenty of content. More than you can probably handle in a day. But it's there for you if you want it. And uh, help yourself to It's all free. Right there. Go to omegaman.podbean.com or my website omegamanradio.com oh
1: Streets, oh may